Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program. I live in Southern California, Los Angeles. This is Baja Norte. If you do not speak Spanish in Los Angeles, well, you're missing out on a whole lot. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. And for a very limited time, LeVar Burton Rees listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off, visit rosettastone.com slash LeVar. That's rosettastone.com slash L-E-V-A-R. Hi, I'm LeVar Burton, and this is LeVar Burton Reads. In every episode, I handpick a different piece of short fiction, and I read it to you. The only thing these stories have in common is that I love them. And I hope you will, too. Hey, y'all, if you are new to the podcast, check out LeVarBurtonPodcast.com for a great playlist of some of my favorite episodes. Or you can just begin here, because I'm always honored to read one of the greats on the podcast. Getting to read Toni Morrison a few seasons ago was just magical for me, and I'm so pleased today to be able to read something from one of her friends and colleagues, the writer, filmmaker, professor, and civil rights activist, Tony Cade Bambera, whom the world lost to cancer back in 1995. Miss Bambera grew up in Harlem, in Bed-Stuy, in Queens, and in Jersey City, and her greatest influence and inspiration was her mother who was in civil service, and whom she credits with allowing her to daydream and explore her mind. It also can't hurt that she grew up in Harlem in the 1940s, reading in the library next to Langston Hughes. Her work explores collective change, it centers the voices of other Black women, and it uplifts the voices of all members of a community, including children. Miss Bambera wrote a novel called The Salt Eaters and a number of short stories, including the collection Gorilla, My Love. The piece I'm reading to you today comes from a collection of essays and stories that was published posthumously and was edited by Toni Morrison. The collection is entitled Deep Sightings and Rescue Missions, published by Vintage Books, an imprint of the Knopf Doubleday Publishing Group. The story is called The War of the Wall. It's written from the perspective of a child, a smart, opinionated, feisty child who sees an outsider enter his community. Miss Bambera described herself as a child who loved talking to strangers and spent a lot of time listening to the folks in the barbershop or the beauty parlor talk. And it really shows in this story in the specificity of the characters that she draws. So... If you're ready, let's take a deep breath. (sighs) 
and begin. The War of the Wall by Tony Cade Bumbera. Me and Lou had no time for courtesies. We were late for school, so just flat out told the painter lady to quit messing with the wall. It was our wall, and she wasn't even from the neighborhood. Stirring in the bucket, she mumbled something about she had permission to paint on it from the owner of the barbershop. That had nothing to do with it as far as we were concerned. It was our wall. We'd been pitching pennies against the barbershop wall since we were very little kids. We'd played handball and pop fly against that wall since so-called integration when the crazies crossed town shut the park down and poured cement in the swimming pool so we couldn't use it. I'd sprained my neck boosting Cousin Lou up on that wall so he could chisel Jimmy Lyon's name on it when we found out he wasn't ever coming home from Vietnam and, and teach us how to fish. If you lean close, Lou said to the painter lady, you'll get a whiff of bubble gum and kid sweat, and that'll fix you. This wall belongs to us kids of Talboro Street. Lou was standing hip-shot next to her beat-up old piece of car with out-of-town plates, jabbing the air as he spoke and sounding very convincing. But she paid us no mind at all. She snapped the brim of her straw hat down and hauled her bucket up the ladder. If anybody has a right to do anything to this wall, Lou shouted up to her, It's Mrs. Morris! Mrs. Morris ought to take that wall to court as evidence, I was thinking. Last month in the night, some cops got rough with the Morris boy because he was out late and didn't answer their questions fast enough to suit them. They rammed his shoulder against the wall and might have done worse if Mr. Eubanks hadn't happened along. He told the cops that the Morris boy was a fine person, just a little slow. So they let him go. You're destroying evidence, I said to the painter lady when she started making big sweeps with her brush. You're going to go to jail. She went right on about her business, which made me mad. Lou had to drag me away. I was shaking her ladder so bad. You don't even live around here, I hollered over my shoulder. I thought of a lot more to say, but we were passing my folks' restaurant. And that's all my mama would need to hear, me sassing a grown-up. When we came from school, the wall was slick with white. The painter lady was running string across the wall and taping it fast here and there. Me and Lou leaned against the gumball machine outside the pool hall and watched. Then... She started chalking the strings with a chunk of blue chalk. Across the way, Mrs. Morris and her boy were leaning out their kitchen window, watching. When the painter lady snapped the strings, the blue chalk and dust measured off halves and quarters up and down and sideways, too. Lou muttered something about how hip that was, but I dropped my book satchel on his toes to remind him we were at war. 
Then the Morris twins crossed over the projects and hung back at the curb to watch. The twin with the red ribbons was hugging a jug of cloudy lemonade. The one in the yellow ribbons was holding a plate of dinner away from her dress. Some good aromas were drifting out from under the tent of tinfoil and pale green juice from the greens was leaking on the twin's socks. The painter lady paid no more attention to them and the gift of supper than she did to me and Lou, or the fire hydrant. When she wanted to deepen a line, she just reached around behind her for the blue chalk. When she wanted the scissors to cut the string or lay the blade flat to pry the tape loose, she just fumbled behind her amongst the stuff she had laid out on a sawhorse table. I figured the woman for a rude, no-nose fool. Next to my mother, Mrs. Morris cooks up the tastiest smelling food in the neighborhood. Side Pocket came strolling out of the pool hall to see what me and Lou were studying so hard. He gave the painter lady the once-over, checking out her paint-spattered jeans, the chalky t-shirt, her floppy brim hat. He hitched up his pants, even though he had on a belt and suspenders, and kind of glided over toward the table. What you got there, sweetheart? He asked the twin with the plate. Supper? She said all soft-like and country, which is the Morris way. For her, the one in the yellow said, jutting her chin toward the painter lady's back. Still, she didn't turn around. She was rearing back on her heels, her hands jammed into her back jeans pocket, her face squinched up like the masterpiece was taking shape on the wall by magic. We could have been gophers crawled up a rotten hollow for all she cared. Lou was saying something about how great her concentration was. I gave him a butt with my hip and his elbow slid off the gumball machine and he stumbled. Good evening. Side Pocket said in his best ain't I fine voice. But the painter lady was acting like a mental case. She was up on the milk crate, over to the step stool, up and down the ladder, hanging off of it to reach a far spot. She was scribbling all over the wall like a definite crazy person and not even looking where she was stepping. It was like those old-time movies where the dancer taps all over the furniture kicking over chairs, but not skipping a beat, leaping over radios and all. Lou looked like he wanted to applaud, but I had my foot on his feet and an elbow in his ribs. It was quite a show, but it wasn't right. The twins standing there were being ignored. Mrs. Morris and her boy were nearly hanging out the window trying to signal the twins to step up and be bold. Uh, <clears throat> Side pocket cleared his throat. The painter lady paused, one foot on the milk crate, one foot on top of the step stool. These young ladies here, side pocket was running out of words, so I jumped in. Your dinner's getting cold, lady. At least you could say good evening. Then she kind of turned. You could tell she didn't recognize anybody. I mean, we could have been penguins or bags of laundry she was resting her eyes on for a second till she swung her head back to work. Ma'am, 
At last, the twins stepped forward, and not a moment too soon. Side Pocket was sputtering, not used to women ignoring him like that. And Mrs. Morris and her boy were practically out the window on the ledge, trying to coax the girls forward. Mama said to bring you some supper. I was kind of off somewhere hearing Frida Morris say supper like that, all soft like a wad of cotton. So I didn't hear whether the painter lady said anything or not. But she did walk over, her eyes full of sky, as my grandmother would say, meaning in a daze, a trance, another place. She wiped her hands on her jeans, rolled back a bit of tin foil, then wagged her head as though it was a horse's head instead of ham, greens, yams, and cornbread. Thank your mother very much, she said with her mouth full of sky too, sounded like. I've brought dinner along, actually. And then, without even excusing herself or anything, she was back on the ladder drawing in a wild way. It was too much for side pocket, so he went back into the pool room with the sides of his mouth pulled down. It was too much for me, too. So I dragged Lou away to go meet my daddy at work. From the telephone company to the restaurant, me and Lou were waiting for a pause to get our two cents in. We wanted to tell my daddy about the painter lady and ask if he had any good ideas for running her back to wherever she came from. But daddy was for talking about the trip to the country, how Lou could come with us because the old folks always appreciated another pair of hands on the farm. We forgot about the war for a while and went on in the back of the restaurant to do our chores. Later that night, come to find the painter lady was a liar. She came into the restaurant and leaned against the glass of the steam table, allowing as how she was a very star person. Me and Lou peeked over the service ledge and listened. We never really heard her speak more than a sentence or two. She was really running off at the mouth. Was that a ham hock in the greens? Was that a neck bone in the pole beans? Did my mother have any vegetables cooked without meat and especially pork? I don't care who your spiritual leader is, Mama said in that way of hers. Eat in the community, sister. You eat pig by and by one way or t'other. We were in the back cracking up. Lou was tearing up lettuce for the salad pot. I was scrubbing out the muffin tins. We were waiting for Mama to fix her wagon, because my Mama don't take no stuff off nobody in her place. Plus... She can't abide people who don't speak to elders when they walk into a place and the painter lady hadn't said boo to a soul, young or old. So Mama waited on everybody else first. But the painter lady kept right on with the questions, even after she took a stool at the counter. Was there cheese in the baked macaroni, she wanted to know. Were there eggs in the potato salad? Was the iced tea already sweetened with sugar? Mama was fixing Pop Jacob's plate at the time, piling on another spoonful of rice each time another stupid question came up. Me and Lou 
wondering where in the world the painter lady was from that they make potato salad without hard-boiled eggs. Do you have any bread made with unbleached flour? Me and Lou cracked up, me bending low over the studs, Lou chopping onions, laughing and crying at the same time. I could hear my mama doing that whistle sign through the gap in her front teeth, but I could also hear Pop Jacobs cackling. He was happy with the whole deal. His plate was heaped high. Mama finally ran out of customers to wait on first, so she started taking the painter lady's order. She couldn't make up her mind whether she wanted broiled fish and a salad or a vegetable or vegetable plate. She finally settled on pan trout once Mama assured her that, yeah, she knew how to pan cook a trout without a lot of oil. But just when Mama reached for a plate to put the salad on, the painter lady leaned over the counter. Excuse me, one more thing. She had a chalky blue finger in the air. Everybody in the restaurant was holding their breath to hear what the painter lady would say next and whether Mama would fling the plate. I boosted up on the sink. Mama was blowing a wisp of hair out of her eye, tapping one foot and holding that plate like a frisbee. Yeah, Mama said. What is it? Can I get cucumbers and beets on that toss salad? Mama leaned her hot face right close to the painter ladies, and the customers kind of leaned forward, too. You will get whatever Lou tossed, Mama said. Now sit down and be quiet. And the painter ladies sat down and shut right up. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Vacations are always good. Sometimes they're even great. And Celebrity Cruises is about to ruin all of that. Because once you explore with us, you'll never want a vacation any other way. And with new Quick Caribbean Escapes, you'll never want a weekend any other way either. Celebrity Cruises. Nothing comes close. Visit Celebrity.com, call 1-800-CELEBRITY, or contact your travel advisor. Ships Registry, Malta and Ecuador. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. The living room is where you make life's most beautiful memories. But your sofa shouldn't be the one remembering them. The new life-resistant, high-performance furniture collection from Ashley is designed to withstand all the spills, slip-ups, and muddy paws that come with the best parts of life. Ashley high-performance sofas and recliners are soft, on-trend, and easy to clean. 
Shop the high-performance furniture in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home. Now, let's get back to our story. All the way to the country, we tried to get Mama to open fire on the painter lady. But Mama said she was probably from up north and didn't know any better. Then Mama said she was sorry she got on her like that because she was a decent person, just very picky about her diet. As we all should be, Mama sighed, cutting her eye at the bag of potato chips I just finished. Me and Lou did not want to hear that. Who did she think she was coming into our neighborhood and messing with our wall? Well, Mama said, pulling into the gas station so Daddy could take his turn at the wheel. She's some kind of artistic person. It ain't easy to get folks to look at your work if you're stuck away somewhere. She's painting in public. I guess that's all right. Me and Lou definitely did not want to hear that. We wanted to hear something better than that, especially after we told Mama how she igged the twins and turned Mrs. Morris's hospitality down. Mama got quiet for a long while, the muscles in her jaw jumping. I expected to hear her call the painter lady a barbarian. That's one of my grandma's words for people who forget to honor the ways. But when me and Lou kept on about it, Mama said to hush because she was tired. She climbed into the back seat and dropped down into the warm hollow Daddy had made in the pillow. All weekend, we tried to scheme up ways to take our wall back. Daddy said we were getting sickening about it. Mama said to sit down and be quiet. My grandparents said to quit dropping cake crumbs between the sofa cushions. Me and Lou were miserable until a movie came on about New York. In one scene, a train pulled into the station, covered from top to bottom, side to side, windows too, with drawings and writings done with spray paint. Granddaddy said the ones who did it should have to scrub it clean with toothbrushes. Grandma said it was a shame kids in New York didn't have something better to do, like chores. Mama said, hmm, and Daddy was asleep, so he didn't see me in Lou Slap 5. We couldn't wait to get back to the block. We couldn't find a can of black spray anywhere. But in a junky little hardware store downtown, we put our allowance together and bought a can of white epoxy, the kind you touch up old refrigerators with when you're trying to sell them. We'd spent our car fare, and it was too late to use our school bus passes. We had to walk home, lugging our books, our gym shoes and shorts, and the bag with a can of spray paint. When we got to the corner, it looked like a block party. The only things missing were the food stalls. The whole neighborhood had turned out, gathered on the sidewalk. 
outside pocket and his buddies were standing, leaning on their cue sticks, hunching each other. Daddy was there with one of the linemen he catches a lift with sometimes. Mrs. Morris had her arms stretched wide, resting on the shoulders of her children on either side of her. Mama was talking with her cooking spoon, looking like a drum majorette leading a parade. Customers were standing with their napkins silly at the throat. Mr. Eubanks came out, followed by a man in a striped poncho, half his face shaved, the other half full of foam. She really did it, didn't she? Mr. Eubanks huffed out his chest like he'd just performed major surgery, and the patient lived. Didn't she, though? He started pressing people around him. Lots of people answered quick when they saw the razor in his hand, but you could tell he didn't know he had it, which made it all the funnier to me. Mama called us over. And then we saw it. The wall. When I was a kid, like, you know, um, eight, nine, ten, sometimes we would take the train from Sacramento to Kansas City, where my grandparents live now. My grandmother, we called her Amami, um, was the kindest, um, most compassionate, loving, I mean, I can see my grandmother in her printed flowered dress, her stockings, right? Black sort of shoes with heels. Um, Her stockings rolled down to below her calf, right? Uh, Her apron. Her apron was always on because she was always in the kitchen. And those are things that I will never forget um, about those, those trips. I worshipped my grandmother. And I don't think I've ever read a story that reminds me of that time in my life or the people. I mean, the voices of the folks in this story, I I know these people. I, 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 I know where they come from. I know what their hopes are their dreams. I know these people. And and the other thing about this story is that it is rare for me, and I'd have to look very closely into my memory banks, to find us another story that has as its protagonist a young boy who looks like me. When I was a boy. And I am so grateful to Tony Cade Bambara for giving me this gift. Because when I think about the story that she has written here, it it fills me with a sense of home. Not the home I grew up in Sacramento, but 
Amami's house. Now, if you've never been to Sacramento, and especially if you've never been to the Sacramento train station, um, the train station is quite amazing. It's one of those like old buildings. I don't know when it was built, but it's brick and it's solid um, and beautiful. And so we'd get on the train, my mom, my two sisters, and myself. And my mom would have cooked, and we were the people on the train with shoeboxes and fried chicken. And it, and it was great boiled eggs. And, you know, we would go to the, the dining car maybe once, you know, for lunch. But for the most part, we would eat the food we brought. And the, the great thing for me was that I had the run of the train. I, I had permission from my mother to go anywhere on that train because she knew I couldn't go anywhere, right? And so, and I'm sure you know this about trains, all of the porters were black men. And, and that was another reason why my mother had no worries because they all had checked on her, right? Single mom, black mother, three kids, and they looked after us. They were strangers, but they weren't. They didn't act like strangers. They acted like uncles, right? I mean, I remember spending time in their presence and just sitting and listening to these men talk. Um, and it was, it was wonderful um, because they were a different experience for me. My contact with black men was rare, right? I mean, I went to Catholic schools. Um, we lived in an all-white neighborhood. I just didn't have a lot of black men in my life. My mom and dad had been divorced for years. So being in the presence of these men was like, it was, it was like nothing I had experienced before. Now, I told you all that to tell you this. When we would finally get to Kansas City on these trips, um, my grandparents were there. And... My grandmother died many years ago. Um, in fact, she died um, the year that Ruth's came out. And, of course, we, we went back to Kansas City for the funeral, my mom and my two sisters and, and, and I. And I was um, blindsided um, by when we got to the church. The streets were lined with people, not to see my grandmother off, but they were there because I was there. And that just took me out because, you know, this was all very new to me. And, and it was just, it, I remember it as a, as, a, as a very strange day. I was in my grandmother's church for the first time. She and my grandfather were founding members of that church. It was a church that she had gone to um, most of her adult life. And then there was this other thing that was going on. And it, I didn't know how to handle it. Um, and so when we got back to our mommy and poppy's house, um, my uncles just sort of took me. Um, and they took me downstairs to Poppy's rec room where he had a bar. And all my uncles drank scotch. At the time, I, I was drinking, I think, I don't know, rum and coke. 
but they they wouldn't buy any rum from me. They said if I was going to drink with them, that I had to drink what they drank. And I, I said, okay. But what I felt was the was the arms of my family wrapping themselves around me on a day when um, when their mother and their mother-in-law was being laid to rest, they wrapped their arms around me. And I don't think at that point in my life I had ever really, um, outside of my life with my mom and sisters, I don't, I don't think I had ever really felt that sense of family so strongly in my life. That is the power of story, y'all. It can take you back. It can feel familiar. It can touch your heart. I'll see you next time. Our producer on this episode of LeVar Burton Reads is Julia Smith. She's the best in the business, y'all. Our researcher is Lakeisha Lewis. So glad you are aboard, my sister. Editing and sound design by the extraordinary Brendan Burns. Extraordinary in every sense of the word, y'all. I can tell you from personal experience. We have editing support this season from Harry Huggins and Josephine Martirana. My great thanks today to Knopf Doubleday and the estate of Miss Tony Cade Bambera for allowing me to read her story. If you enjoyed listening to The War of the Wall by Tony Cade Bambera, please look for the full collection published by Vintage Books. It's called Deep Sightings and Rescue Missions. And hey, don't forget that submissions for the LeVar Burton Reads Writing Contest open on August 1st. I want to read your stories. Check out LeVarBurtonPodcast.com slash contest for details about exactly what it is we're looking for. If you like the podcast, please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or simply hook up a friend with your favorite episode. I appreciate you. And as always, you can hear episodes ad-free and also listen to exclusive bonus author interviews on Stitcher Premium. Go to StitcherPremium.com slash LeVar to start your free trial. LeVar Burton Reads is a production of Stitcher and LeVar Burton Entertainment. Our executive producers are Josephine Martirana and yours truly, LeVar Burton. And I am LeVar Burton. You can find me on Twitter at LeVar Burton and LeVar.Burton on Instagram. LeVarBurton.com is the website. I'll see you next time, but you don't have to take my word for it. Stitcher. Mom 
deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Whether you're a morning person or a bedtime procrastinator, everyone deserves a mattress that works for their style. And you'll find the best mattress for you at Ashley. The new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley brings you one-of-a-kind body-conforming technology, making every sleep tailored to be your best. The collection also features cool-to-the-touch covers and motion absorption to help minimize sleep disruptions from partners, pets, or kids. Shop the all-new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home.